Welcome to week number three of State Champs Indiana Extra Point. I'm Greg Rakestraw, Bob Stambazzi. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll kind of walk you through everything that happened in week number two. Kind of some big picture thoughts as to what's happened in the first two weeks of the season. And obviously focus on this week because, well, every week is important. But for many leagues, this is when conference play begins especially if you're in an eight-team league. But we always start things off by talking about the games that each uh, Bob and I saw during the course of a week. And remarkably, they finished with the same score (laughs) this week. You had Alec and the Bash. It sounds like a buddy cop show. It's not. Alexandria and Wabash, walk us through what happened. Well, Alexandria jumped out to a quick lead. Uh, They got an outstanding quarterback and a Mets kid, 6'1", 200-pound, left-handed thrower. Uh, Did a great job. Wabash. Couldn't answer his uh, defense uh, when he threw the football early. Then the Apaches come storming back, have one of the leading receivers in the state of Indiana, Brian Boggs, and he made a great catch. And all of a sudden, uh, Baker makes the catch, and the Apaches go up, and it's back and forth in this slobber knocker. And the score is 36-34. We're at the end of the game. Alexandria's going for two. Come up a little short as Wabash knocks the ball down in the end zone. And the Apaches come away with their first win of the season, 36-34. to So 36-34 was the game that we had, and I say that instead of me, because I was actually doing a little soccer on Friday night. So it's the one week of the high school football season that I will miss, but where we film this at the ISC Sports Network, our featured game was Lafayette Jeff 36 Lawrence Central 34, massive win for Lafayette, Jeff. Again, they have gotten as far as Carmel in the sectional final each of the last two years. Lafayette, Jeff now would not see Carmel until the North Semi-State in 6A as they are going up into the region and up against the South Bend area schools like Penn in the sectional and regional round. This was a new addition for Lafayette, Jeff on the schedule. This replaced a game against Western Solid 4A team, and by the way, had a great victory against Western Boone on Friday night. But this is a game that Jeff wanted to schedule to really kind of be a measuring stick game. And yes, LC is towards the back of the Mick mm-hmm. and not towards the front end. But knowing that Lafayette Jeff is not playing Marion this year, it is still the best team they will play during the regular season. And for them to get a win in LC, that's huge for Pat Shanley's team. Uh, really big. And, and look now, they're putting some points on the board. Yep. And they're going to be causing a lot of headaches for a lot of people. This is an offense that's on go in overdrive right now and uh, playing really exceptional football at beginning of the season well that's where you want to start building that's exactly what they're doing and again let's point that out again the best two teams last year in the north central conference were lafayette jeff and mary and it frankly was not close 10 teams in the north central conference teams though are electing some leagues with 10 teams are playing a full round robin and play nothing but conference games the north central conference elects not to do that which means you rotate who your opponents are last year and this year the two best teams in the league, Jeff and Marion, are not playing each other. So with that, I would expect to see two 7-0 go champs in that league seven weeks from now. And I agree. And TRC did the very same thing this year. They went to a 10-team conference. They're playing eight games in conference and yep. one outside. So, In other words, somebody had one non-conference game they wouldn't let up. And yeah, yeah, or two somebody well, said yeah, one yeah. non-conference. Well, you look at the, you look at Peru. It's really Peru Logansport, the longest-running rivalry in the state of Indiana, and and I wouldn't give that up either. To be honest. By the way, congratulations a week belated oh. to Peru for ending a losing streak and beating Logansport in that season opening game back in week number one. Now Lafayette Jeff winning at LC that has been somewhat indicative of some struggles for the most power of conferences in the state of Indiana. 
Oftentimes, the Mick has been referred to as the SEC of Indiana. The SEC wasn't great in week one of college football. The Mick's had some struggles so far through the first two weeks. In fact, four Mick teams go to week number three at 0-2. LC is one of them. Ben Davis is another. Center Grove is in that mix that is 0-2 to start the season as well. And Pike would be the fourth team. As I, you could saw the wheels turning. I was doing the math in my head trying to think about who team number four was. Let's talk about Center Grove because they just played back-to-back state champs to open the year. 6A Warren Central lost by 7, but then New Pal, the 5A state champs, a 4A school in enrollment, because Lord knows the New Pal people can't get more than two words into a conversation without letting you know they're actually a 4A school <laughs> playing in 5A. But congratulations to New Pal as they have knocked off Center Grove for a second consecutive season. Uh, they're a beast, but let's go back to Center Grove. This is a team that you would say, man, they're struggling, they're on two, but look who they played. And the biggest thing they have to do right now is get that confidence level back where it needs to be to be successful if they're going to be successful. This week, I think, is really the turning point if you're a Trojan from, from Center Grove. And this is what I would also say. Center Grove was in a similar position last year. Now, if you're 0-2 and you have Carmel coming up in week number three, you're not exactly thinking, <laughs> man, we got ourselves a cupcake so we can get to 1-2. and two. But it's what Center Grove did a year ago. Now, the difference was – that game was played at Skillman. That game was played at Center Grove in week number three last year, the Copper Kettle match uh, that Center Grove won. They would finish 9-4. and four. In other words, they don't lose one more time the rest of the season. It would make it to the semi-state where they nearly knocked off Warren Central on Warren's way to a 14-0 season and an undefeated championship. Might be different this time around because Carmel was thought to be the number one team in the state coming in. They lost their opener at Louisville Trinity. They then bounced back and beat Noblesville handily as expected in week number two. And so even though there's already been a conference game played in the Mick with Warren beating Center Grove in week number one, this game is huge every year. This game is massive for both of these two teams. Oh, no doubt about it. But you look at Carmel now coming in one and one versus the O2. That that's the big thing that you look at. We've got a win under our belt. We're going to go play Center Grove. Let's see if we can knock them down to O and three in Center Grove. Well, they're going to try and make Carmel go one and two and get their first win. So this is going to be, I think, a big big week in the Mick. The other game that really caught my attention for week number two in the Mick was Ben Davis being beaten by Avon. And, and it wasn't so much that Avon beat them. It was the score in which Avon beat them. That game was not close from the very beginning. Avon is now 2-0, a team that not many folks were talking about because of the graduation losses they have dealt with the last couple of years and off of last year's team, namely Samson James, now playing down at IU. But Avon thumped Ben Davis. Ben Davis had a rebuilding year last year. But now they're 0-2 to start this season. How many people in the state of Indiana be talking about Ben Davis going 0-2? Right. And and that's the thing that shocked me, too, is the fact going on and 2 But you're right. When Avon sits there and puts on 41 points on the board, that is huge uh, to come up against a Ben Davis and only allow them 17. One other game that I want to talk about, one other team I want to talk about from what they have done in each of the first two weeks, we go all the way from 6A down to 1A. Number one Lutheran, congratulations to Dave Pash's team because they basically start their season, I wouldn't say by playing their two best teams because in their league in the Indiana Crossroads Conference has become the best small school league in central Indiana. They play great th- teams throughout the course of the season. They still got Cecina coming up on their schedule amongst others. But in week one, 1A Lutheran beat their next-door neighbor in 4A Beach Grove. Last week, they knocked off a ranked 3A school 
in Cardinal Ritter. This is a Lutheran team that has made the semi-state round in four of the last five years, but they have never played at Lucas Oil Stadium for a state championship. This might be their year. Congratulations to the Saints. Two awfully good wins to start the year. Well, it's huge, and you sit there, we talk a lot about the 6A, the 5A, the 4A, the power in those uh, leagues, but then again, you know, 1A this year to me is stacked, packed, and racked with everybody loaded up. Well, you've got nine teams that are 2-0 and as far as the top 10 teams are concerned, and uh, I know at least a couple of those in South Adams and Adams Central will be playing each other in the very near future. We'll take this quick time out. When we come back on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, we will talk about those big Week 3 matchups that will be eyeballing going into this weekend. Thanks for joining us back in just a moment. And as always, we're presented by Lawrence Technological University. I chose Lawrence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back on State Champs Extra Point. Again, presented by Lawrence Technological University alongside Bob Stambazzi. I'm Greg Rakestraw. Thanks to Chris Landis and Mitch Early behind the scenes and our friends at the ISC Sports Network for being our host facility for this program. Week number two is now in the books. Time to look forward to week number three. There is not exactly a shortage of great matchups. In 6A, we already kind of touched on the fact that Carmel and Center Grove right. has really big implications for the MIC and as well as for the top end of the top 10 rankings. Another 6A game of importance, Franklin Central. Last year was their first year in the Hoosier Crossroads Conference, and it was a struggle for the Flashes. It is a step up from where they have been playing in Conference Indiana. They play a Brownsburg team that is smarting a little bit. They beat a really I beat Ben Davis in week number one, which is a huge win for them. Then they went to Cincinnati and lost to Cincinnati St. Xavier. There's really no shame in that. But conference opener for these two schools and Franklin Central, after a couple of good wins, this is really a proving ground for them. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, and, and Brownsburg are really good, yep. good football team. So they're going to have to earn their stripes if they want to get a victory here in a conference. Quickly going over to 5A, and we reference the fact that New Pal went to Center Grove, won that game 28-9, to and a lot of folks have thought, well, that's the last competitive game they're going to play until the sectional or the regional or maybe when they join the Big Ten uh, <laughs> at, at some point in time. Uh, Yorktown comes in at 2-0, and but – there have been I can and there's a 56 game regular season winning streak that New Pal is going through right now. I can count on this hand the number of competitive games they really had in conference the last five or six years. I'm not sure if I see that changing in 2019, despite the fact. I think teams like Yorktown and Delta maybe have their best teams in a, in a few years. You know, Greg, you bring up a great point every week about playing up, yep, getting better. Well, New Pal. That's the other teams playing up to play New Pal. Well, it's conference here to go. Yorktown, who they played to win. Yeah, they got a couple good wins under the belt. But this is going to be a big matchup for them to go out and play uh, New Pal. But 
the big thing they got to go out is be competitive in want, this ball game. I want to go to 3A. Not all these are 3A versus 3A matchups, but they involve key teams in 3A. Garen Catholic has had a couple of good wins. Beat Lafayette Central Catholic, beat McCutcheon the week before that. Now they will play Heritage Christian. Heritage Christian is 2-0 and and is getting some consideration mm. on the back end of the 2A poll. But 3A number one, Chittard. And I think clearly number one after what they did to Burbuff in week number one. Then went up to Northwood in a uh, recreation of a state championship <laughs> match from uh, uh, about a decade or so ago and beat a good 4A team yep. in Northwood on Friday night. Big rivalry game. They host Ron Colley. Ron Colley limps into it at 0-2. Interesting matchup. Yep. Uh, needless to say, as you said, limp in. Yes, they do. Uh, coming off that huge one up at Northwood because that is football country. Yep. Uh, when you go up north uh, around Bremen, Napanee area, it's Northwood football. So uh, now coming out off of that, a big win coming up uh, against a local rival. This is going to be big. All right. In 2A, one game I want to get to as far as involving a 2A school versus a 4A school, but also, as we touched on, Kind of the opener of conference play, although these two may be in different divisions. Mm. But Rensselaer Central, ranked in 2A. Western, the biggest school in that league, but just beat 2A number one in defending state champs in Western Boone. Again, there are so many good teams in this conference in separate divisions even, but uh, those are two really good football teams. Uh, going to be a slobber knocker. I mean, these guys are going to get after it, going to play some football. Uh, this would be a good game to see. And also see where you, as a competitor, stack up against a real good team. And then finally, in 1A, there are all kind of great games. One of them involves number one Lutheran. We were just sang their praises uh, a segment ago, playing host to another great league team in the ICC in Triton Central. Tim Abel's team uh, getting votes and, and ranked in Class 2A. But a pair of ranked teams meet in 1A. Number four, Adam Central plays host to number five, Monroe Central. Uh, since these guys started playing each other, this this is a good, good high school football matchup. When these two teams, Monroe Central, Coach Hosteller has done a fabulous job down there uh, getting them up and coming. And, you know, the Flying Jets. You know, Adam Central, year in, year out, in that conference, sure. is truly one of the top teams. And a lot of people think that South Adams might be the best of that group. Yes. And they play a 2-0 Bluffton team. You're telling me Bluffton's got uh, a pretty unique talent on the roster. they got a good running back. Everybody thought they lost their power last year. Well, they got some hogs up front that's creating situations for him to be able to read, to get through, and has just really set the thing on fire right now, being 2-0 and handling Manchester quite easily last week. And I know that uh, a team you saw in week number one and came away, came away very impressed with, Southwood takes on North Miami, both teams at 2-0. Well, Southwood just come off beating a, a 2-A Oak Hill this weekend, and now they take on conference rival, rival North Miami. North Miami, well, they're ranked uh, number 13, Southwood ranked number 7. This will be a go-get-em game. So, in other words, there could be a big shakeup in the 1A <laughs> polls coming up after week number three with so many ranked teams playing each other. That's a look around the big matchups taking place across the state of Indiana. Right now, it's time for our weekly recruiting report. And with that, from 24-7 Sports, here's Alan True. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report. And with it now being past September 1st, colleges can now reach out to class of 2021 recruits and that produced two new offers for one of the state of Indiana's top juniors. That is Elkhart Central defensive end Rodney McGraw, who earned offers from Cincinnati and Penn State this week. McGraw came into the fall already holding scholarship offers from Indiana, Purdue, Boston College, and several more. Now has 11 in total, but is threatening to go from a regional recruit to a national one. 
Another junior that is hearing from colleges quite frequently is East Central's Luke Collinsworth. Six foot six, 300 pounds, and a one-time tight end, he projects the offensive tackle at the next level. Collinsworth just visited Cincinnati for their opener, and the Bearcats have already extended a scholarship offer along with Indiana and Purdue. Notre Dame, Minnesota, and several others have, beginning, have begun to make contact with him. Sean S. Cooey, a senior All-State from Bloomington South, has picked up a new offer as well as the Butler Bulldogs have extended an offer his way. As Cooey now holds several offers, including Indiana Wesleyan, Valparaiso, and Cincinnati Christian, with several other schools looking closely as a potential offer. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan True. I admit it, I love working with money, negotiating, and making big decisions. That's why I'm majoring in finance and economics at Lawrence Tech. What's truly amazing about the education here is the small class sizes that give me easy access to my professors who truly care about my future. They even helped me get a great internship. And I was able to fulfill my lifelong dream of playing college golf. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Once again, welcome back on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University, alongside Bob Sambazzi, Greg Rakestraw. Make sure you join us every Wednesday afternoon. I believe 5 o'clock or in that neighborhood is when this program was released as far as social media channels are concerned. We've spotlighted the big games that took place in week number two. We've highlighted some of our favorite matchups from week number three. Now it's time to talk about some great individual performances from the first couple of weeks of the season. There is only one place that we can start, and that would be the young man that probably on the first possession of the game, maybe on the first carry of the game, will set an all-new IHSAA all-time state rushing record. It is Charlie Spiegel of New Pal. He is about 15 or so yards away from breaking Sammy Morales' record of 8,110 career yards that he set at Elwood earlier this decade. We thought it was a matter of of when as opposed to if, and that'll be confirmed on Friday night. Well, I heard his outstanding sports commentator right here last week say, I don't think he'll be able to do it against the center Grove. But he'll be close. <laughs> he'll be close, and he was. Close, coming up just a little short. Show, not just my good looks. <laughs> but uh, you, you look at a kid, this is exciting. Truly yeah. exciting. History is going to be made this weekend, and that's what's exciting about high school football. One of the cool things is is that kind of the story of Sammy Morellas has been kind of brought up mm-hmm. in conjunction with this, and Sammy, for having over 8,000 yards rushing, did not play college football after his high school days. So my hope is is that he will be in attendance at the game on Friday night, and, and there is something being done to kind of recognize him. And I can remember – Kind of the different people that have held this record over the years. Otis Shannon from Cathedral about 20 years ago comes to mind. Uh, and and how it's it's kind of the torch has been passed. The thing is, is I think Spiegel is going to set this record so far out into the ether. I would imagine, let me knock on wood so he stays healthy for the rest of the year. 10,000 yards, 11,000 yards by the end of this season. That's the, again, there are, there, we, every time we think there's a record that cannot be touched, somebody goes out and breaks it. But there are two, and one is about to happen on Friday night, that I think will be put so far away from everyone that they'll never be touched. One 
would be Bud Wright's all-time wins record in the state of Indiana of over 400 and still going. The other one, to me, would be Spiegel's rushing record, which I think will be somewhere north of five digits by the time we get to Thanksgiving weekend. As they say in Colorado, rare air. And that's where you're going to be here with this uh, running attack this kid does. All right, other running backs going to be at Pikes Peak. That dude's Everest. <laughs> that's how rare the air is for Charlie Spiegel. Now, speaking of state records, this actually happened a week ago, but he continued his prowess in a victory against McCutcheon on Friday night. Congratulations to Kyle Adams. He had 571 yards passing in the loss to Lafayette Jeff that we talked a lot about last week, right. 74-66. Remarkably, he broke a record held by a former Lafayette Jeff quarterback in Mike Vlaha George from back in 2003 when he had 560-ish yards passing in a victory against Richmond. The James Madison commit now has 786 yards passing and nine touchdowns through two weeks. Again, a lot of the pieces graduated, namely George Karloftis, who we saw starting for Purdue in week number one at Nevada, but Kyle Adams is still there, and he is going to have a tremendous senior year. You know, we talk a lot about these records getting ready to be set, but the big thing is getting out and really witnessing special student-athletes. That's what's key to go out and really say, and then you're going to say, oh, this is special. Now, there are certain you know, levels of football or certain teams that you view as being pass-happy. You know, when you see big passing numbers at a West Lafayette, you go, that sounds about right. In, in 6A football, again, you, you expect every school of that size of a quarterback that can really air it out. You normally don't talk about massive passing numbers at the 1A level. <laughs> but let me tell you about Logan White from Park Heritage. And if you're like, Park Heritage, that would be the merger of Rockville and Turkey Run. This is their second year of playing together as one high school. He has thrown for 735 yards and nine touchdowns in two weeks, including 404 and five touchdowns against Covington on Friday night. I actually was just reading that last night, and I said, get out of here. This is 1A football. Right. I said, this is remarkable stuff because normally you've got one guy that can catch the ball. You've got to have more than one person be able to catch a football when you're throwing for that type of yardage. Normally in 1A football, you're about rushing records. So with that, let's say about Jake Falk from Churubusco. Busco is 2-0 to start the year. 569 yards rushing, even more than Charlie Spiegel has so far this year, and seven rushing touchdowns through two games. You know, they're not a big backfield when you look at Cherubusco. And, and uh, I saw him come off the bench a couple years ago. He was impressive. Now you're watching him. He's outstanding. And this kid carries the load for Cherubusco, and that's another reason why they're 2-0. and All right, so there again, some of the players that we're spotlighting going into week number three for their great accomplishments so far on the season. Before we go any further, let's toss to our buddy Lauren Plant, the host of State Champs Indiana, which you can see on Fox Sports Indiana throughout the course of the week, debuting each and every Sunday morning for what's coming up on this week's episode. Hey, thanks, Greg. Coming up this week on State Champs, we've got a ton of Week 3 football highlights, including West Dell at Park Tudor, Lebanon at Danville, our main event, Twin Lakes at Tipton. We'll also have a package of games on the gridiron from Fort Wayne and Terre Haute. Cross country, boys soccer, golf, and boys tennis too. Plus, 24-7 sports, Alan True with an exclusive recruit report. It's all on State Champs High School Sports Show, airing Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, Fox Sports Midwest, and throughout the week on Fox Sports Indiana. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. 
I've pushed myself to take internships like this one at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique, hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back for the final time on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Again, alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you one more time. Thanks to our executive producer and Chris Landis and our camera operator in Mitch Early, uh, making sure our signal gets to you however you might be watching it through the various social media channels or even with replays on the ISC Sports Network. We always start this final segment as far as our look ahead. We've already keyed on some of the major matchups. Let's talk about the games that we'll be broadcasting this week. You will be where on Friday night, my uh, We will be in North Manchester, Indiana on the My Bash Sports Network and 105.9 The Bash, having one-on-one Wabash and Manchester 0-2 big conference game, county rivalry game. Uh, Wabash, big win, big confidence coming off their win last week, and they've got to be able to stop Trey Clark, the wide receiver from uh, Manchester, and yet Manchester has to stop Boggs and Baker from Wabash. So this is going to be an interesting matchup, I believe. Not a lot of numbers. But a lot of heart out there, and that's what high school football is all about. All right, so you have a local rivalry in northeast Indiana. I have a local rivalry in central Indiana that tends to kind of cast volumes across the state of Indiana. I think a lot of people going into the season would have said, hey, maybe these two teams see each other again in a state championship game. And I'm not sure that we should be writing that off going into week number three. But the records that you mentioned of teams is the same that I will have at Carmel Stadium coming up on Friday night. An 0-2 Center Grove team that, when we talked about CG mm-hmm. early on the show, we have neglected to mention Carson Steele, their star running back, that had just shy of 4,000 yards in his first two years because he's only a junior. He has been out with a hamstring injury. Now, I will cite my source on this. Kyle Nenrip wrote about Carson over the weekend and kind of his five things to take away from week number two. You'd expect to see Carson Steele back on the field in the near future. I don't know if that means... For the Carmel game coming up on Friday night, it would be nice because it is a Center Grove team that defensively they have been solid. Yes, I know they're 0-2. You allow 21 points to Warren. You allow 28 points to New Pal. It tells me actually your defense is kind of doing their job. It's the offense that has struggled, which is not surprising because they are so young. Literally, their quarterback in Taven Jackson, very talented. You might know his older brother, Trace Jackson Davis, as in Mr. Basketball last year. And Taven, pretty good basketball player in his own right but he's a sophomore. All of the skill position kids that see regular time for Eric Moore are sophomores or juniors. So they are literally learning on the job. One more time. How do you learn on the job? Defending 6A champ, defending 5A champ, and in week number three, go play the team that's likely the favorite in 6A going into the season. Welcome to the schedule that Center Groves plays because their other non-conference game in week number nine Happens to be Cathedral. Anyway, focusing on what's happening here in week number three, Center Grove and Carmel. It's a game you can see on the ISC Sports Network statewide on Comcast 81, as well as in the Indianapolis area on My Indy TV 23 with coverage beginning at 7 o'clock. Other games that state champs will be focusing on this coming week. Twin Lakes will be at Tipton. Aaron Toll's team always outstanding. They're reloading a bit. But frankly, the Blue Devils are a team you expect to go deep into the tournament every year. Can't argue that. And and he does such a great job. But the thing you look at with him, too, he has a staff that's been with the Toll family down there forever. And that's one 
I think, a solid piece that you look at that size program. I told has been co- coaching at Tipton since the beginning of Western Civilization, Pretty somewhere close. along yeah. that line. I think they're on first-name basis with dirt. S- since yeah. Indiana was settled, whenever that case may be. <laughs> Lebanon is at Danville. This is the opening week for all the schools in the Sagamore Athletic Conference being in an eight-team league. Danville did a good job of kind of rebuilding on the fly last year after making the semi-state the previous season. 0-2 start. Uh, and, and a loss to Mooresville is, is there's no shame in that because Mooresville is one of the best teams in 4A under head coach Mike Gillen. This is a big chance for Lebanon to make a statement in terms of potentially making a run for a Sagamore Conference championship. Couldn't agree more. Lebanon's playing some pretty good football. This will be a good match right here. And Westdale is at Park Tudor. Park Tudor program that has had to drop some games the last couple of years. They've got a brand new head coach. They've got a lot of home games playing an independent schedule this year. And Park Tudor's hoping to build some positive momentum for their program. And West L, a team, you know, they can come out and play. Had them a few weeks ago in a scrimmage, a team that is very methodical in things they do, and this should be a good matchup. Hopefully the fans get along because if Park Tudor, West L fans, you're sitting on the same side as the home side. So <laughs> show your face of sportsmanship when you're visiting the near northeast side of Indianapolis, and I live about 15 blocks away. Honk as you drive by <laughs> and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bob, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Be safe. For Bob Sambazzi, this is Greg Rakestraw. Again, thanks to Mitch and Chris behind the scenes. We'll do it again next week as you've been watching State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence Technological University.